0: damn guys welcome to book club member comics my name is john salinas and i'm here with Aubrey Lovelace
1: and i'm matt schreckbein hey it's matt hey matt welcome back thank you glad to be back the longmont kid returns not for long not- <laughs> <laughs> i leave i leave longmont in one week i'm uh, out of here i'm moving i'm moving to south carolina to be reunited with my comic book collection Nice. <laughs> your comic book collection moved on long ago yeah in uh second week of february and i think i know that i've texted aubrey stuff about comics but yeah i i texted john stuff about comics in in regards to john i'm not with my comic book collection yeah. i just read a new hellboy <laughs> comic now i need to look back right did you look back for me yes he was like
0: (laughs) do those real crystals appear in wasteland or something like that i went to go check i was like i was like man i didn't see him in there i didn't see him in abyss of time either we were texting about it anyway oh wow (laughs) i was happy to do that i was happy to do that anytime anytime you need that i'll do it
1: yeah and then and then like you said oh i haven't i haven't read it yet and I was like, "All right, fuck it. I'm just gonna DM Mark Twedell." Right. <laughs> you know? Yes,
0: awesome, awesome. That's uh, great. Yeah. Um, but hey, we're also getting a little ahead of ourselves. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. We're talking to Matt Strackeine, and you know what, Matt? Give us some of that Strackeine charm and tell us all about it.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> So this is a podcast, and pod is not short for anything, but cast is short for broadcast, so it's a podcast. So so it's something that you listen to primarily, in this case particularly, and then you will have thoughts on the stuff that we talk about, which are generally comic books, but in this case, could be just about anything yes. nerdy. And collect your thoughts, and then send in uh, your thoughts in the form of a written correspondence called... Hey, you damn guys. (laughs) And then we'll read them on air, talk back to you, potentially criticize you. And either way, that makes you a book club member because this is a book club. Yeah. Thank you, John.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Great job. That was perfect. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so glad, Matt, that you could come back on the show for this nurrying out episode. You know, we were supposed to do our Silver Surfer episode last week and I got sick. And then we were supposed to do it again this week, and so, like you do, I gave it to Danielle, now Danielle's sick. So mm. um, she couldn't be on the show, and I really wanted to save those Silver Surfer episodes when uh, she can be on the show as well, because, you know, she's really enjoying that comic and all that stuff. So anyway, I asked Matt at the last minute, and I was like, hey, you know, I was thinking about asking you if you would be on, and... You were like, hey, I'm in the middle of all
1: this chaos, and hey, what what else do I have to do, right? Right. Oh, I could use a break, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And get this. I I read the new sort of today, and that's what I'm calling it. Sort okay. of. Sort of. Because I, I just, you know, there was Savage Sword of Conan, and everyone called it Savage Sword. Yeah. For okay. short. So I'm calling, and how do you guys say it? Hyperborea or hyperborea? <laughs> how do you say it?
2: Hyperborea. Hyperborea. So I call it sort of. (laughs) Honestly, I have no idea how I'm going to pronounce it until it comes out of my mouth, to be honest with you.
1: (laughs) Well, you could call it sort of Chicago if you wanted to. But I read it today. (laughs) And uh, I read it this morning digitally. And then I was on Twitter and saw that Mark was talking about it. And I said, you know, something about, oh, my God, that last episode or last issue. Amazing. And he DM'd me. We exchanged a few DMS and then we ended up talking for, for a while, probably a couple <laughs> oh, <wow>. of hours, <laughs> like That's about so that. Awesome. Yeah. It was about that and everything. And, and I told him what I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to need this in the f- near future because I'm moving literally to the middle of nowhere. So as long as I have cell phone reception, I'm going to need calls like this so that we can geek out together. Right. Yes. Okay. Right, awesome. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah um that's excellent you know i was um i don't want to get ahead of myself but you know we do have our other show the hellboy book club um we're talking about sort of Hyperborea over there um we're going to be talking about issue four soon and then hopefully you know we might potentially talk to rob williams and or lawrence campbell you know about the comic too
1: amazing yeah. you gotta do that that would be so cool and I- amazing I told this to Mark today. I was like, I'm calling it right now, man. Rob Williams needs to be our new John Arcudi. Bring him in to the fold. Let him go off. He is so good. You're right. Yeah. He's hitting all the right notes. And you know me. I'm not the guy who's going to complain about stuff I don't like. But if I like it, full endorsement. Yes. Yes. Full endorsement. And this guy, like, welcome to the universe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Man. I mean, he, he,
2: he, he fits just so in. Like, um, I honestly didn't realize he hadn't written for Hellboy until, like, you know, oh, he hasn't written for Hellboy. And I'm like, really? Because he, he just, he slid in like a glove. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. And when I first heard about it, I was like, man, who is this? And they were like, oh, he's doing old haunts with Lawrence Campbell. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, well, that'll be cool. And then I read the first issue, and I was like, come on. This is great. Yes. Like, this is This is perfect. This is just what we need. Like, give this guy a lobster Johnson. Let him go. I mean, yeah. That'd be so much good. Yeah.
0: Let him write the fucking origin or whatever, this, like, last story that they have to tell. That would be amazing. You know, I'm glad you brought up old haunts in in terms of, like, geeking out, um, nerding out about uh, comics that we're reading. um, I can't recommend that enough. And that's how I l- learned about Rob Williams for the first time was that title was and it's with Lawrence Campbell. Really good stuff. That's a good book. If you uh, the trades out
2: by now, so um, you can I'll you can to, probably check it out all in one go. I have to pick that up because I haven't read that one yet, but I've been wanting to because I love Lawrence Campbell's art and I've heard you guys talk about it. So.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Know. Next time you're over, I'll just I'll lend you the issues. Yeah, excellent. Cool. We do have um, some listener feedback.
2: Listener. Out, and out, copies. Digital is fine. Read along time.
0: Get out, we have a "Hey You Damn Guys" from Hayden Orr.
2: Hayden Orr, book
0: club member. That's right. He said uh, regarding our Invincible episode, it's been a while. We're ca- kind of catching up on some "Hey You Damn Guys" here. He said, great episode, you damn omni-guys. Man, I had—I wanted to say so much about this series, but I don't want to spoil anything for John and Danielle. There's so much more you guys have to experience in this series, and I'm super excited to see what you guys think the further you get into it. I can't wait you to meet Dinosaurs and Space Freddie Mercury. <laughs> that sounds strange, but Aubrey should know who I mean. I
2: uh, yeah, it sounds really good. That sounds awesome. Matt, have you read Invincible? No. Oh, It's nope.
1: it's, it's so good. It's like a fun superhero comic. But, um... You know, because when I was, I, I reviewed comics for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I kept trying to get that one. I was like, oh, I'll do Invincible. And they're like, no, so-and-so always does Invincible. You can do this one instead. And I was like, gosh darn it, because I wasn't budgeting for comics outside of like, hellboy universe and i think black hammer at the time okay and yeah, that yeah. that was all i was really budgeting for because i you know you know you yeah. budget for your addiction so then um the, i i've spent the last two and a half years going back and trying to fill in everything i've bought an obscene amount of comics over the last <laughs> few years it's ridiculous how many comics i'm buying and like i'm getting prestige format stuff right like because yeah. i i've I'm not going to try and track down single issues, so I just go straight for the hardback.
0: Yeah, and
1: um, so Invincible is on my list. I got to do that.
2: Yeah, they have those compendiums uh, out now too. I think they they might actually have the compendiums or hardback, but I know that the Compendiums are in softback and um, on Comixology for like thirty bucks a piece. So. How much? Uh, how many uh, issues is it total? One hundred forty-four issues. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but there's also like some tie-in issues, like some Astonishing Wolfman crossovers and, uh, okay. and some other things. <laughs> Uh, but they all are but they're all in the compendiums, so oh, if you nice. buy the compendiums, it's all there
0: so this this uh, ultimate collection volume two that you lent me uh does that yes. have uh does that have any of this stuff that Hayden's alluding to or no, that's way in the future?
2: I don't remember, to be honest. With okay. You.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And we had some more feedback regarding our Batman episode, but I wanted to save some of that for when Danielle's on because we, we kind of talked a little bit about that stuff there. So, anyway, on to our topic for the week. I thought we would just generally, like, do our nerding out episode. We did one of these with Wes Mattheis, um, who does our Outerverse episodes with us a while back. And I thought we would do one with Matt where we just kind of like talk about different recommendations. And it could be anything like Matt was saying earlier. It could be anything that we're reading, um, watching on TV, video games, whatnot. So anyway, um, Matt, you're talking about you've been spending an, an obscene amount of comics. Is there anything that you want to recommend that you've uh, really been getting into lately?
1: Yeah, sure. I I mean, first of all, I am always um, critical of... Like DC and Marvel when they do events where you have to like buy all the comics. Oh right, yeah. You know, (laughs) and you got to buy like twelve different titles every, and it ends up being like six different issues a week for a year. (laughs) You know, but I got to a point where I was so just like burnout on the kind of comics I was reading, like right at the start of 2020, that I was like, screw it, I'm gonna go back and get all of it. I'm going to get oh, all man. the DC events for all time. Oh. And so I went back to like, I went back to like, I think I went back as far as like War of the Gods in the 80s, which was like a Wonder Woman kind of driven oh, thing. Yes, wow. I remember that. And I got trades or single issues all the way up to present day. And there's a new event that starts like next week um, oh. called Dark Crisis. And yes. in, the, in the DC universe... But like i i was having a hard time finding stuff from like 2015 and 16 because distribution has been just like a train wreck in the comics industry because of covid right and and dc left diamond i think marvel yeah. did too but dc left diamond like right in the middle of all that yeah so it's, it's hard to get stuff reprinted and so i was in south carolina i was like driving down a country road and i see like a discount store And I was like, "Oh, you know, I was going to buy a heating pad." And I said, "I bet they have one cheap in there. I'll just go in here and buy a heating pad." And because if I don't sleep in my bed, my back is wrecked.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So I was like, "Oh, I just need a heating pad one night, and I'll be fine." So I go in there. Guess what they had? Hardback trades for all of the DC comics from 2015, 16, and 17. Oh, wow! For seventy percent off. What? What? what kind of discount so I walked, store was this? What it was called Ollie's. Wow, that's Ollie's fucking Bell.
0: awesome!
1: So I walked out with like four hundred dollars worth of comic books and spent under fifty dollars. It was insane because there was like another discount at the register.
0: Oh my god! Oh, that's wow. fucking
1: awesome!
0: What a great and story, was like,
1: man! There was like a mystery bag where it had like five single issues and you couldn't really see what they are. But the one on the front was a lone wolf and cub from like the nineties. Oh, nice.
2: Oh, wow. And
1: I, and I told lady at the register, I was like, so this bag's $5 for these comics. And she goes, yeah, that makes each comic a dollar each. It's kind of a ripoff, huh? And I was like, no, it's not (laughs) because, (laughs) because you don't know what you're selling here. But anyway, so I managed to fill in all these gaps. It was amazing. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is working out for me. So, then, uh, so now I've officially read all the DC events from, like, the 80s to present day in full. With a lot of the tie-in stories and stuff like that. Holy so, shit. Well, <laughs> I know. I know. I've really been nerding out about that. Uh, I think I told you guys I got the Akira 30, 35th anniversary yes, box set. the box set. Yes. You shared that. Yeah. Awesome. So check this out. I go into the comic shop. This is one of the few times I go into the comic shop with my wife right and she knows that I'm a big fan of Akira the film right, right. the animated film so I'm watching yes. that all the time so and and every time there's a new edition available I buy it right because I'm like oh, I need the best one this right, is apparently yeah. the best one so she notices the box set and goes hey check out that Akira thing and I was like oh yeah i bet that's a couple hundred bucks oh well you know, that would be cool, but right, we can't right. do it. And I I've never read the whole comic because it's tough to get. It was, it was kind of like a big trade. Yeah, are you, know, Aubrey, you were collecting stuff. those,
2: right? I am missing I think there's there were 6 and I'm missing 4 and 5.
0: Okay. Right.
2: Okay, so this is
1: 6 hardbacks um and you read them right to left. First time that that original version has been offered in oh, wow. uh, in in North America, I guess. They translate the handwritten sound effects. There's a whole section in the back with those translations.
0: Crazy. So
1: you see, so they're like drawn in Japanese characters. And then, and then like in the back, they show the character with like room or bam or something like that. Right. Oh, wow. And, and so I'll just sit there and read the sound effect appendices for like an hour. Like it's really (laughs) fun. Anyway, this stuff is so amazing those books and the art and the story is so phenomenal that I was like, when we got home, I was like, you know, I got to admit I am kind of salivating over that box set. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to try and put it out of my mind. So I go in to buy my comics the next week. Right. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it's like three weeks to my birthday. Okay. And so I'm, I'm in there the next week and I go, ah, the box set's gone. Damn it. Somebody bought it. You know? And I was like, I'm just curious how much that was. He was like, I was like one eighty, and I was like, "So somebody bought it, huh?" And he goes, "Yeah, we might get another one." And I was like, "Wow, whatever." Right. Yeah. So then I get home, and there it is on the coffee table. My wife had gone in and bought it. Oh, oh man! That's she, so awesome. She said, "I knew you were gonna go in there and just buy it the next time you were in there." <laughs> so I got in there at lunch today and bought it instead before you. And so it turns out the guy at the comic shop was just playing it off. Right, right.
2: Yeah. So, Oh man.
1: So I burnt, I, and this is right in the middle of like creating Milagro, the comic I published last year. So I just went and like read the entire thing. I binged all of Akira in like two weeks. Yes. It was amazing. Jeez. So if anyone can come across that and you've got the funds, I highly recommend it. Nice. Um, I, would but, love that. I would love that so much. <laughs> yeah. But, And I mean, you know, Akira is like the end all be all of good time comics and anime. Like, it's just, I mean, it really is perfect. They did it perfectly. But um, I don't know if that adequately answers the question because I am collecting some recent stuff.
0: Yeah, no. So, no, that's amazing. I want to ask you, I want to go back a little bit about the DC crossovers. I mean, are there any that you were like, oh, this was fucking awesome because like, I don't read a lot of the DC crossovers. I read some of the Marvel ones, and the last one that I really liked from Marvel was like the Secret Wars, and like I read a lot of the tie-ins and stuff like that for that one. Yeah, that was probably the last one that I really got into. But like for the DC stuff, you know, I was actually telling Aubrey I want to read the metal and the death metal, and I want to read all that stuff. And is like, is that stuff good? I mean, is there anything that stands out of the crossovers that you really liked or would recommend? Like, if anybody wanted to go back and binge any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, the Scott Snyder stuff was fantastic, like Metal and all that. That that was really cool. Okay, um, awesome. But what I really liked was Apocalypse War. I thought that was fantastic. Okay, um, what, what year about is that? that one. One? Oh, good question. It all runs together because, like, I'll read a book that I couldn't find from like 2013, right in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff that I'm reading from like 2020. The other one I'd recommend is. Final Crisis, which was written by Grant Morrison because I have, I have like, that one. Like I'm not a huge fan of Grant Morrison. Every now and then I'll read something and go, Well that was good. And then I'll read something and go, What why does this guy get to write comics? I don't understand this at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I I know he's like an acquired taste, so it's probably just me, so it's like no criticism against him. He's obviously wildly successful, but I just don't get it. But then when it came to final crisis, I was like, this is perfect. It it was great. I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, Because
0: um, I am interested in like checking out some of that stuff nowadays, like with all the digital formats, like you could just go back. It's so much easier now to go back and just like binge all that shit. And so, um, I refuse to do it that way.
1: Unless, unless I really have to, I'll, I'll, I can only do physical books.
0: Well, um, that's okay. what I was telling Aubrey because there was a um, there was a Barnes a while back. There was a Barnes and Nobles fifty percent off sale. All the hardcovers were on sale. Everybody was like going crazy, and so I went and I got um, the DC Death Metal hardcover. And then Aubrey was like, "You yeah. actually have to read Metal before you read that one." So I'm gonna get the hard cover of Metal so that way i can check out that one first or whatever or See, i don't know maybe you can tell me what else i need to read regarding that. well and
1: i i just scored scott snyder's justice league volume two which is a prestige format hardback or, or i guess they call it deluxe edition hardback right, right. Okay. and that ends at death metal okay. okay so so it ends and then says to be continued metal or death metal and i think that that and I could be I hope I'm not getting this wrong. But uh but you gotta read like you're the villain and stuff. So it goes I think it's heavy metal and then Scott Snyder took over Justice League. Right. And then it goes into death metal. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like it gets wacky. Yeah. It gets really wacky. I wanna get like, I wanna
0: get into the wacky stuff. Like I saw that they're like it. I saw that yeah. I was at the record store the other day and they had fucking DC death metal record. I was like what the fuck is oh, yeah. this? Yeah. I was like yeah, I, I want to read yeah. this shit now. You know what I mean? Like I want to like it makes me interested in like what all this is. So anyway. Yeah, and
1: and like Starro is like a main character in Scott Snyder's Justice League, but he's uh oh, wow. <laughs> he's like a handheld version and he thinks Batman's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's, this is the kind of wacky shit that I need now. I don't know what it is, but like I was reading very serious. Hellboy's a serious heavy. Yeah. Cum. Yeah. BPRD yeah. and all that. That's very heavy. And it left, it left me in a, in a different way when it was over. I was like, oh, well, I'm like wiped out. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, I need some really goofy shit. And so, anyway, nice. I got, I went back and got all the IDW collected Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, the original. Oh yeah, um, and that was awesome.
0: Yeah, so, I've read some of that stuff. That yeah, that's good stuff.
1: I was gonna ask about in the uh, DC stuff. Did you end up reading the Sinestro War, the Green Lantern stuff? So I have to avoid a lot of that because of uh, a name I won't mention is on art duties for a lot oh, of it. Oh yeah, so I see the yeah. Green Lantern stuff I is get that. yeah, it's just unbearable because it's like I gotta read all this shit, but then it's like oh that guy's on the book.
2: Well to be fair I was I was collecting the comic before I knew who that guy
1: was. So. Oh sure, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I have a lot of that stuff too. But it's funny because those types of people are like, Oh, this is ruining comics or people won't buy comics because of this and I'm like, I'm not buying comics because of you.
0: <laughs> like
1: if you're on the book, I'm not buying it. Not Otherwise right. I'll buy just about anything. But
2: Yeah. And I've I love Green Lantern. Got... <laughs> I completely forgot about that. That actually kind of puts that in like a, cause I mean, I really love that story, but now I'm just all like, Oh, right. That
1: yeah. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> I read darkest night or whatever it was. That was cool. So I know all about the emotional spectrum and all that. I had yeah. to, I had to get in on that.
2: There's actually, I was collecting a uh, green lantern when, um, it started with, um, I guess, Jeff uh, Johnson, green lantern rebirth. And, um, yeah, I got all the way through like Blackest night. And that's when I was just like, um, all right, I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs>
1: that's where you have to stop. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much where it bottoms out. And like, I tried to read some current Green Lantern by Grant Morrison, and I was like, I can't do it, man. I don't know what this is supposed to be. So I had to bail on
0: it. Yeah, but oh, um, do you like the Grant? Well, you guys, Mor- re- do you like the Grant Morrison new X Men stuff? Have you read that stuff?
1: Yeah, that was okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. It was a while ago, I think. Yeah, no, that was no, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I was just wondering. so that's
1: that's what I was texting Aubrey about was where should I start with X Men because now I'm gonna do it with Marvel and just oh, like yeah. read everything. Okay, you know? wow. So I'm just <laughs> well, gonna like st- I'm gonna hit reset and go back to Marvel like um, back in the 80s and just work my way forward. Oh man, uh, well, if you're gonna start with the X Men, I mean, okay. So I, when we were talking, you were talking about
2: Jonathan Hickman stuff, and like I haven't read that stuff yet. But I've been wanting to because I really like Jonathan Hickman's writings. But if you're gonna start like back at the beginning of X Men, I'd say start with like the Chris Claremont stuff. Just yeah. So that.
0: there was um there was a point,
2: Aubrey, where you
0: and I were reading through everything from the beginning. Remember that I bought yeah. all the the for starting from the um what is it X Men ninety seven or what is that issue
2: where. Oh, uh what is it's it? like Giants it's like Giants X Men number one then goes into X-Men ninety four, I believe. Yes. And then um, like and I have all
0: those trades. Like and then I have the fill in trades and all this kind of stuff. And we read, I think, all the way up into the current, but that was in the like the early two thousands, right? Or something like that.
2: Um I don't think I stick I didn't I don't think I stuck around for the nineties stuff. I mean I've read Age of Apocalypse, but like uh like I have like the the nice prestige trades for like all the eighties crossover stuff. So like follow the mutants, mutant massacre, Inferno, dark Phoenix. Yeah. And then I have like, I have a couple of them that are just like Chris Claremont and Jim Lee X-Men volume one and volume two. And those are like fucking huge giant X-Men oh,
1: trade. And you know what? I would, I said apocalypse war. It's dark side war. I'm dark sure.
0: side war. Okay. Okay, cool.
1: Okay. I see it all runs together. Cause here's how I, it was messy. So I started by reading a bunch of contemporary stuff. Okay. But not the most recent. Cause I, I had to fill in a little, and then I realized, Oh, I got to go back. And then I was like, no, I'm going all the way back. <laughs> and, and I've been connecting dots in between for like two or three years. Like, I, like I'll read a book from 2020 and then I'll read a book from 2013 and go, Oh, now that storyline. Right. makes sense. <laughs> okay. And but- like, cause there's, there's 52, New 52, Rebirth. There's all these weird yeah. things. And then they kind of threw it all together. Yeah. Multiverse style. And so, like, like you were talking about Tom King's uh, Batman and Catwoman, right? Right, right. Yes. I haven't, like, I, I, I missed it. Like, I missed it. It was, like, seven issues in when I was at a point where it would make sense to start reading it. So I'm just waiting for the trade. So I haven't. And I'm a huge Tom King fan, it turns out. And I've read everything he's done in comics except for that. And
0: you okay. haven't read any of the Batman stuff, or you haven't read Batman and Catwoman?
1: Just Batman and Catwoman. I've read everything else.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. I was actually, now that you bring that up, well, hold on. Let me go back really quick, because uh, Dark Side War, that's 2015, 2016. I just okay, to that that, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and that, and I think I have read some of those issues. Um, I think I have okay. some of these trades, um, or some of these single issues. Oh, the Tom King, um, I was uh, there were two. We were talking about it on that recent issue, and then I had to go back and pull these two issues and read them again because I was like, oh, I remember this being really good. Um, issues thirty six and thirty seven. I think it's called Super Friends. It's by Tom oh, King okay. and Clay Mann. Do you remember that uh, two parter? Matt, where it's a Superman and Batman story. Superman and Batman, Catwoman and Lois. They oh, go on yeah, a little yeah, they go yeah, on a little like yeah. adventure or whatever, a little double date kind of thing.
1: See, I, I think he does that kind of stuff
0: really well. Yeah, no, those two issues are amazing. So I, that that's one thing that I went back and reread. I'll lend you those issues, Aubrey. The next time you come over, they're definitely. I would definitely like, even if you don't want to read all of it, you could just read those two issues, and that's just like a great little mini
2: episode in the grand scheme of all that stuff. After our, our Batman episode, I I went and I um, I pulled up on the DC app. I I started reading the Tom King Batman from issue one. Um, so I'm gonna get to there. Uh, oh, nice, but, uh, excellent! It's so good. Uh, that stuff is so good. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. And then, like, I had just read Warshack and I just read Strange Adventures. And I'm i I like... love those. I was like, these are really good. So like, I'm, and John, like, you know, you, you guys are recommending it. So I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to read this Batman stuff because plus i have just been spending like, I spent like a whole like two weeks just watching nothing but Batman movies and shows and reading stuff right, about yeah. Batman.
1: See, if you, if you, so this is what's going to happen, Aubrey, just buckle <laughs> up, man, because you're going to start reading that Batman stuff and then be like, wait, now I have to go read Flashpoint, the button doomsday clock you're gonna have to read all this stuff and then you find out like this week (laughs) they just started flashpoint beyond so it they're like (laughs) they're doing the newest iteration so see how you dive in then you realize you got to catch up now you're missing out on the newest stuff because you don't want to read that because it won't make any sense right right? yeah i I
2: I actually started reading Flashpoint,
1: and I do want to read Doomsday Clock. <laughs> it's so good. I keep I keep asking if you've read it. It's really good. I liked it. Doomsday I Clock. I like that. You would recommend that? Oh yeah, totally. That okay. was really exciting. It reminded me of uh, Superpowers, the cartoon. You know, how it's Super Friends yeah, kind yeah. of oh, morphed yeah, yeah, into yeah. Superpowers. That's what it reminded me of, but with Watchmen in it. It was so good. So like that and Rorschach, I actually liked better than the HBO Watchmen. Show oh okay. wow okay yeah I felt like I felt like and it's funny I was talking to Mark about this earlier so it's fresh in my mind but I feel like if I was reading a Watchmen comic and somebody just alluded to that whole HBO series as like a throwaway comment it would have been awesome right But as the series I was like nah it's lacking like mm. and they definitely should have counted on doing more because I think it would have been better to have more right. you know okay. right. But it was one of these things where it was like, wait, halfway through, you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's no mystery here. They just aren't telling you what's going on. There's nothing to figure out. Right. They're just leaving uh, you, hang. I I felt kind of annoyed by that. But I'm the sucker that goes back and watches things like a third and fourth time to make sure I, like, it's not me. Like, maybe I do appreciate it, and I right. just have to... Because, like, the first time I ever listened to Nirvana's Nevermind, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> and the second time, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. And that stands yeah. to this day. So, you know, I'll go, I'll go back and watch, you know, uh, the HBO Watchmen series again and be like, yeah, I mean it's entertaining but that's about it like i can't get into it i don't know what it is
0: nice right. okay interesting interesting i really uh, i really liked it i really responded to it i thought it was really cool i loved all I, the performances I, as well yeah
2: i also really responded to it, but i haven't gone back and watched it a second time yet so uh, i have been meaning to do that i just haven't done
1: it yet but um you know what's cool on hbo station 11 did you watch that Oh, i haven't watched that yet which one was that so that's like why i watch tv you know it's a little too close to home but it's like a virus oh thing. no i haven't seen that i think it was a virus but it, it's basically like the aftermath of the downfall of society okay and it okay. was done in such a pleasing way it was it was a uh, like i think they're gonna do more i don't want to give too much away it, it has to do with a comic book which is kind of cool But the just the way they told the story was out of order in the best possible way. Nice.
0: Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it
1: was really redeemed. What? What what can you
0: watch that on? HBO. Okay. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Going back to you were I love that you mentioned Nirvana's Nevermind. What I've been I listened to that album the other day. What is your favorite track on that album? I just have to know. What? What? If if do you have a favorite song on that album?
1: Oh, on the album yeah smells like teen spirit oh okay yes one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all fucking time man that it cannot be beat look (laughs) think about it that song what what would you put up there with that song
0: i really there's a song on there it's like kind of a deep cut it's like in there later i'm surprised it was like never more popular it's called lounge act I really like that song.
2: That song's going through my head right now. (laughs) That
0: is one of my favorite songs on that album. Um, I was just listening to it the other day. I was like, man, this song is so good. Why did this song, like, it was never a single or
1: anything anyway? I remember I was in a high school church youth group, right? Which was really good for me. (laughs) It was really good for me in high school because I was bad, right? So it was really good to have, like, some, you know, it was every Sunday night, And there was a lot of morals and positivity, and we did a lot of activism in the community, which was really cool, a lot of volunteer work. Yeah, and I still do that kind of stuff now as an adult, but but like afterward, it would wrap up, it was like from 7 to 9.30 every Sunday, and then like six or seven of us, we were all the same age, but went to different high schools. We would all go watch like a late movie or just sit in somebody's car smoking cigarettes listening to music, Right. And Mm -hmm. I remember somebody put in Nirvana and I was like, man, I don't know what this is, but please turn it off. (laughs) And then like, they were like, are you serious? This is great. And I was like, I'm not feeling it. And then it was like the next day, my brother brought the tape home, cassette tape, by the way, and, and was like, check this out. And I was like, oh, man, they were playing this last night. I'm not into it. And he played it. And I was like, oh, my God. What was I listening to last night? This is not the same, right? Yeah, didn't that ever happen to you where yes. it hits you later? Yes, yeah, that has happened to and me a lot of times. Well, and it's always like your favorite stuff is what you just couldn't hear correctly the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, anyway, smells like Teen Spirit, man. That is, who That's the kind of song where if I heard it right now, I wouldn't change the channel. But normally it's like, all right, I've heard all these songs so many times, and I don't know. Right. I love yeah 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 uh, and they're they're unplugged on mtv oh on, that's God, the best that's unplugged so right definitely yeah.
0: man who's
2: so well the that world. one in allison yeah. chains allison <laughs> chains is a good one too yeah 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 that was good but his, his they're their, their cover of where did you sleep last night is fucking amazing yeah yeah they're so good. Oh, shit. The first time I heard so like Teen Spirit was like was in uh high school in Alabama. And wow. like the only the stuff that was popular around there was like fucking MC Hammer, and Vanilla Ice, and fucking <laughs> all that fucking uh hair metal bands shit like that, and all of a sudden here comes Nirvana and I was just like, What is this? This sounds amazing and I've never heard anything like this before. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it was like the next day we all started to dress grunge, right? right and I was yeah. like, "This is fun. I like grunge." I like and flannels. I had yeah flannels with um, spandex under cargo shorts and stuff. But <laughs> I, I went to um, so my parents my my family moved just out of range of my high school after tenth grade. So for junior and senior year of high school, I went to a different school. So I had two sets of friends, my original friends from the first high school, which were all in hip hop and that kind of stuff and sports. And then my next high school, it was like, everyone was in a band and there were like 12 bands in the school and we would have shows and stuff. And so (laughs) I could walk, I could walk between these worlds where it was like, I was listening to all this, like DOS effects and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg sampling, um, you know, funk music and all that. And then I would listen to like, the original funk music with my musician friend.
0: Yes. <laughs> and, nice. and we'd
1: listen to like, you know, rock and sonic youth and pixies and stuff like that. And so yeah, that w- that was really good for me. I thought that move was going to ruin everything, but it actually enhanced my lifestyle.
0: Nice. Yeah, taking in more different, yeah, gained both sides of that and I think that that's nice. awesome. Uh, you know, it's interesting because like a lot of the i've been i've been listening to a lot of 90s stuff lately most recently like a uh, there a tour came through it's mi- it was ministry in the melvins i don't know if oh. you like listen to any of those but like oh yeah so ever since that show i have been listening to the melvins like crazy and they are so good oh, wow. and like i never really got into them um and they are so good um they have some really great albums um, my wife
1: introduced me to all that stuff in high school
0: yeah, um, a senile animal. That's a really good one. So, anyway. oh, nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, Melvins were amazing. Um, I think they're going on their own little like tour, also right now. So if you have a chance to see them, I would recommend it. They put on a really good show. And Ministry was awesome. I love Ministry. Well,
1: I I have been forcing myself because I I'm not the guy who goes out and tries to find new music. Like I I still listen to mostly just the Grateful Dead. Right, I have been trying to force myself to listen to stuff that I normally wouldn't. Right? Okay. Because I'm like, I'm like, I've probably been missing out on a lot of stuff. Right? Why am I not at least exploring it? I saw the movie Licorice Pizza, the new Paul Thomas Anderson. Have you seen that? that? No, but uh, a lot of people recommended it to me. Yeah. Well, it was great. And so, like the the female lead, I was like, I don't know this actor. Like, I haven't seen her in anything. Right? So I looked her up. Well, it turns out she's in a band with her two sisters uh, okay. and it's her last name. It's spelled H A I M, but I believe it's pronounced Hyam. I think I could be wrong about that. H-A-I-M. But anyway, I am. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, it's not what I would normally listen to, but it, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and listen to like three albums on Spotify and see what I think. And it's sticking with me. And so now I'm letting Spotify recommend all this other stuff that's supposedly similar okay and i got into uh war paint have you heard of them we love war paint we've seen them yeah we've seen
0: them live i have a couple of their records they are so good um so the drummer the drummer from war paint is one of my favorite drummers of all time stella mazgawa um, you should check yeah, her out she has some, she has some awesome videos on YouTube um, she is such a great drummer they are amazing yeah Warpaint is so good I'm so glad you're into
2: them great oh I was about 10 10 11 12 years ago I saw them on, on a New Year's Eve show it was so good yeah oh, um,
1: nice. yeah but it's just it it's kind of like an intentional fluke because I was like I'm just gonna open my ears and listen to stuff right and it's like if you close your eyes and just let your finger land somewhere in the phone book and then call that number, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like we used to do that as prank calls before they had caller ID and return (laughs) call and all that. So, so, um, I kind of did that with this band and then, yeah. And so now I'm just listening to playlist and my wife comes home and goes, what, what is this? What are you listening to? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. Right. (laughs) Just, I'm just letting it play because why not right that's really cool
0: yeah yeah i really like that um what about you aubrey this is a good topic you have any music that you've been listening to anything new i guess we were talking about Uh, 90s stuff
2: well okay so last year uh, i was reading an article with uh about something and he said he's working with that they he and atticus worked with this artist called halsey and i was just like i I don't know what this is and but i looked it up and i listened to the album and it's probably my favorite album last year It's called, um, if I can't have love, I want power or something like that. Okay. Uh, and she wrote it during, um, the, like the pandemic during her pregnancy. And it's about like being pregnant and all this body changing. She called it like a body horror kind of thing, but it's actually just really good. And she made a little like movie that went with it that you can see on HBO that that's actually probably one of the newest things, but then like, um, with, um, peacemaker that came out earlier this year um i was following james gunn's um playlist for peacemaker okay. and there's like you know it's all that like hair metal stuff but it's like new newer stuff uh it's so like there's this one band called the cruel intentions that's on there that i just can't get enough of they're just they're really kind of fun
0: nice Yeah,
2: his
1: his suicide squad was amazing
2: i oh, love that was that. such a great yeah. movie did you watch
1: yeah. peacemaker also yeah it was good to me I, I was like i don't know if there's enough here for a show right like this this could have been a pretty sweet movie you know but whatever i mean yeah it was great i love okay. the bald eagle Does yeah, Bald eagle have a name eagly eagly eagle yeah, yeah. Right, right um yeah that was cool that i like that
0: show that is so funny um we were remarking like how good they got the bird behavior so like when they yeah. do the little song at the end and then the bird comes <laughs> out at the very end, and then it does, like, a little step forward, and then it stretches its wings out. Like, that's something that a bird would do. Like, they got, like, a little behavior in there that I was like, oh, yeah. like, you know, our birds do stuff like that. Anyway, um, yeah, really, awesome. that was really cool. I guess, uh, so, music-wise, you know, recently, my niece has Apple Music also. So, I was t- I was asking her, I was like, send me some music. Because you, when you both have it, you can, like, message each other tracks and stuff like that. So, I mean... Yeah. She's, like, 12 years old, so she's listening to, like, a lot of pop music, and she sent me a bunch of it, and, like, I couldn't really get into a whole lot of it, but I ended up really liking Dua Lipa, um, which is really, like, not something that I would listen to, but uh, she has an album called Future Nostalgia, and it's just, like, totally, like, just stuck in my brain all the time. Um, That's a really good one that I could recommend, I guess, of recent stuff. There was also the Crosses. That's the guy from the Deftones. That's like one of his oh, side yes. projects. It just came out with like a single. That was really good. This band, also kind of from the 90s, but they're still coming out with new stuff called Placebo. They just came out with a new album called Never Let Me Go that is also really good that I've been listening to. That's about it. Uh, and then like recently I've been listening to a lot of like old jazz stuff. So there's a there's an album by uh, Clifford Brown and Max Roach um, that is really good. So been listening to a lot of stuff like that
1: someone asked me or was talking about Dua Lipa and I thought for sure they were referencing like an old spaghetti western (laughs) and they were like dude no it's new music and I was like oh okay well I definitely
0: don't know what it is yeah it's it's pop music and um it's just really catchy stuff
1: you know I gotta tell you the older we get we gotta let go man don't be so like tied down to only listen to this or only watch that spread your wings exactly oh you know yeah, yeah. Well, well, and also out.
0: like i don't really care anymore like i mean i'm like in my 40s like i don't care really like what, yeah. what people think
2: or whatever you know i'm not trying to like pre anything to anybody anyway well john john speaking of pop music like uh ever since uh miley cyrus did that uh, black mirror episode where she did the cover of that nine inch Nails song and then i saw her do a pearl jam song and then a uh, the Metallica song and then I actually kind of feel like I actually like Miley Cyrus now yeah um she
0: did a really good album it's with um I, I think it's with the band of the Flaming Lips um uh, okay. and I would definitely recommend that one she actually does a song with Dua Lipa on that album um what is that one called hold on when I have it in my Apple Music here it's called Plastic Hearts it came out in 2020 yeah so I would <laughs> I can't go, believe we're talking
1: about this this
0: is
2: awesome <laughs> <laughs> whatever right um but is yeah. awesome but then also, like, taking a page a page out of uh, Mark's uh, playbook, I've uh, listening to some uh, movie scores lately. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually just listening to um, the Fellowship of the Rings score just the other day.
0: Who is oh, that cool.
2: boy? Who does that music? Uh, Howard Shore. Fuck, man. Of course you're going to ask me that. Means, like, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll no, I think you're
0: right. Howard Shore. That sounds right. Yeah,
1: Howard Shore. There you go. See, you were right. You knew it all along. I was i was listening to the leftovers soundtrack and uh the truman show soundtrack interesting like i know it's just like i have a spotify playlist called a whole mood (laughs) (laughs) it's just like kind of like low-key trippy stuff a lot of violin and piano you know but like not classical i don't know okay
2: Yeah. Oh, and then and then I I gotta mention I've been listening to the Soul soundtrack and so I've been really um, enjoying that with like Reznor, Ross, and John Baptiste. Um, oh
0: yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good soundtrack. Good, good Very stuff. cool. Yeah. I guess like some other comics. I wanted to. I had a little list here of some stuff that I've been checking out. Um, there's a book that's coming out right now. It's called Catwoman: Lonely City. It's by Cliff Chiang, oh, yeah. who did like this okay. epic Wonder Woman mm-hmm. run. Um, but he's doing the whole book himself. He's writing it and doing the art. And it is fuck, so man, good. fuck, that book is yeah. – I cannot recommend that enough. I think only two or three issues have come out, right? Two, as far two, as I know. yeah, yeah. But holy shit, okay. those two issues are amazing. So, yeah, I would, so, definitely, like, check in. I would definitely recommend that.
1: It's hilarious because, like, the first issue, I was like, oh, well, that was over too quick. And then the second issue I felt like was, like, ten issues in one. Yeah. <laughs> And what they're doing with Killer Croc and Poison Ivy, I thought was
0: so cool. Fuck, it is... I can't recommend that enough. I thought it was really good. Uh, I recently was checking out the Black Widow run. I'm reading that right now. I'm a couple issues into it by uh, Kelly Thompson, Elena Casagrande, and Colors by Jordi Belair. It's got those Adam Hughes covers. Uh, Those have been sharing on social media like crazy. So I was like, I have to check this out. Um, So that's pretty cool. You guys though.
1: You'll see Jordy Belair on a lot of Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like coloring. Yeah. Really good stuff. What um, about Human Target? Have you read The Human Target no, by Tom King? No, I haven't.
0: I haven't. Smallwood?
1: I'm, I'm probably going to wait for the trade on that one. Okay, so they just had issue six earlier this month, and then they stop until September. Oh, okay. Oh, um, okay. And they'll do six more. And I heard... might have been a rumor or about something totally different i'm just mixing it up but i heard they were going to make an ongoing which would be great because the work it's a justice league international story okay basically and the stuff they've done i mean the human target is a character but um the stuff they've done in the book i'm like okay hold on now i need to know if this is canon or not what's going on here But, again, it's just Tom King pulling all the right strings, man. Okay. Very good stuff. Nice, nice. And the the artwork is unlike anything else on stands right now. Okay.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Another thing that I'm always reading old, like I'm catching up to, like I'm going back and reading stuff that I wanted to read. Um, One thing that I haven't talked about is the Thanos run by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw um, the Thanos Wind stuff, and that's where they introduced oh, like, cool. Cosmic Ghost Rider and all that crazy stuff. I um, collected those oh, okay. single issues.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah, so I read all that. I, I Well, I got this hardback, and it had all those issues, but then it also had, I didn't realize it when I bought it, it has the Cosmic Ghost Rider 1 through 6 or whatever. It has that story as well, which was also really good. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, I so recommend that. Co- that was fun.
1: Cosmic Ghost Rider
0: is the Punisher right
1: yes spoiler that's what i heard yeah
0: that's that that's, spoiler i don't know if that's a spoiler
1: or not it's been a couple years that that's come out but yeah oh i i knew it going into it oh okay. like i think that that was like a done deal and then they launched that series but oh well right right um i won't say anything else about it but it was really good who did the art on that it's a uh, jeff
0: shaw did the art on the thanos stuff and then um, on the Cosmic Ghost Rider...
1: If memory serves, the artwork wasn't unlike Daniel Warren Johnson's style. Exactly. Am I right about yes. that? Yes,
0: no. It was very much in that vein. Um, okay. It was really incredible. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, I Dylan read Murder Falcon again. D- oh, yeah,
1: Dylan right. Dylan
0: Burnett is the other artist, yeah. Right, he's great. Um, um, yeah, I'll... that Beta, Beta Ray Bill I Johnson. Oh, and, uh... yes. Yes. God, that was really good too. I read
1: that. I had also. to go back and read *Murder Falcon* after that. Oh
0: man, we oh, we got to talk about that on the book club. Uh, we got to come back and talk about yeah. that. At yeah, some point. *Murder
2: Falcon* was really good. It's one of my favorites. So, um,
0: interestingly. Uh, there was a there was this series it was called skybound and it was like mm-hmm. um an anthology series and so in the skybound issues there was like a tie-in for murder falcon there was also t- a tie-in for ultra mega which we've talked about so like it's like a little extra stories did you read those matt no now i have to yeah so uh, you got to track those down so there is. was it, it's I, I don't know the exact issues but one issue has a tie-in it's a little like epilogue i guess you could say for murder falcon and then one of them has a little tie-in for ultra mega also but it's like a through but it's like all the skybound artists so there's like stories of the walking dead and there's stories of you know uh, the walking dead is like a through line but it's like rick in the year 3000 or something like that in the future (laughs) or something or i don't know it's it's really weird stuff, but I, I want to say there's some Invincible tie-ins maybe also. Or oh, something what? like that. No. I don't know. Um, maybe. It, I, I'm not getting it all right, but it, 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 I, I collected all those just because I knew that there was going
1: to be some Daniel Warren Johnson in there. Well, speaking so. of tracking books down, I just found a copy of Spider-Man Hookie, which was written by Susan Putney and drawn by bernie wrightson oh yeah
0: you mentioned oh, that wow you mentioned that on the listener feedback and i think oh yeah I, right i think i have that hold on i gotta look this up
1: it is so amazing because like you're like oh that's how they should draw spider-man <laughs> right oh, nice. the way wrightson does it you can see all the muscles you know what i mean it's just it's so cool man I love you know what
0: stuff. i don't have this i don't have this i need to get this i need to order this today it Um, was like 20 bucks yeah i'm I'm, I'm seeing it right here on abe books for like 14 bucks so yeah i need to get that awesome thank you for that i thought i had it when you mentioned it last time i was like oh i have that but i must be thinking of something else maybe it's like a bill senkevich spider-man book or something like that Hmm. i don't know and maybe i got it mixed up
1: or there was uh who's the guy charles vess the spider-man when he goes to scotland because they were doing these, um, I forget what they called them, but they oh, were doing these like spirits one-offs. of the earth. Yeah, yeah,
0: spirits of the earth. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Hold on, now I have to go get this. Hold on, wait. I'll be right back. Okay. You guys,
1: uh, you guys keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, because those books were all coming out at the same time, where they would just have one guy do like, you know, like they'd pick somebody who never did a Spider-Man book, basically. Oh wow. You know, and they were like. They were like, go for it and do something crazy. And so like people will criticize this Bernie Wrightson one because the story is called Hookie, but it has nothing to do with that. It's the weirdest. It's like, why'd they call it that? What is this about? It's like Spider-Man fighting dragons or monsters. This is weird. And that was the whole point was to take everyone out of their comfort zone, including Spider Man himself. So they do this one where Spider Man goes to Scotland and has to deal with like you know paranormal stuff and i thought it was like i bought it when i first found it because i was like wow it looks painted
2: you oh, know wow. it's not like yeah. it's not
1: like traditional comic book art so that was really okay. cool that sounds cool i just yeah uh, i found it on the
2: marvel unlimited app someone check it out
1: <laughs> yeah and i think bernie wrightson's wife may have had something to do with colors i can't recall that's cool See th- this is the thing like when you buy comics and then pack them up and ship them thousands of miles away it is so stressful because I have all this stuff going on in my head that I can't keep straight unless I have the material right in front of me right. as a reference. So yeah. like if somebody started talking about oh I don't know. Something that I that I know like it like I'm if not. we switch gears if we switch gears and start talking about a specific um like the black goddess BPRD arc, I'd be like, nah, I need a refresher. Right. Because I right. got too much <laughs> I'll start stuff. confusing it with like Wonder Woman and Superman stuff. All the yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just too messy at the moment. Yeah,
0: I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the one that I that I have. I'm looking right now original graphic novel because it was one of those. Is that what the Spider Man hooky is? Is it is it like one of those um like the spirits of the earth?
1: Yeah, I forget what they were calling it, like the format or the edition. There was right. a specific name for them, and I forget what it was. Not masterwork, but something. Hmm. It it was maybe it was like Marvel graphic novel. Yeah, I think oh, it wow, was okay. like
0: original graphic novel or something like that. Anyway, I found yeah. like some weird one, like at a like a half price books or something like that. That's what we have here. Uh,
1: in they were all number one. There were no number twos. They were right. all number ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I hey, can't have you, find it. Anyway. Are you guys fans of Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, like criminal? Um. I haven't read it, but um, I am a fan of Ed Brubaker.
0: Yeah, I, have, I, I do like what I've read of his, but I haven't read all that stuff,
1: though. Like, I love all of his Gotham, the GCPD, you know, the Gotham Police Department stuff. Right. Uh, that he did with Greg Rucka. His Captain America stuff was amazing, you know the original Winter Soldier storyline. Yeah, line. so
0: I have the omnibus of that stuff, and I also have his Daredevil stuff. Um, right? Yeah, I love was that really too. Good too. Yeah. With um Lark, Michael Lark, yes, wasn't it? Yes,
1: Michael Lark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He the, the uh they picked up after Bendis
1: and Alex Maleev. So then when they started doing like Criminal and Incognito, like I like all that stuff. But Criminal is like some of my favorite comics of all time. So now they're doing these, they're all hardback. They're probably like three comics worth of material in each book. And they're called Reckless. And they're about a California private investigator during like the late 70s, early 80s.
2: Oh, that sounds cool.
1: Yeah, they're great. They, I think they have three of them out The fourth one on the way. And they are just fantastic noir stuff. really really good
0: is that like a does it is it stand on its own or it's related
1: to his other series it's all stand stand standalone stuff like each reckless book relates but you can read reckless at any point and be fine okay okay and people have criticized like why does this have to be a hardback because that makes it a little bit more pricey for the it's not like the thickest comic book in the world But I don't mind that at all because it's it's just cool to have like a neat little book, you know, and they're so well done. They're so artful that I think it's worth every dollar. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. Reckless. Honestly, all the stuff
2: I've been reading is mostly like um, just the stuff we've been reading for the book club. Um, I've been kind of just like, you know, watching like more movies. And um, I just because I just I just rewatched the um, the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
0: Okay. Wow. <laughs> I've seen those like a million times. Yeah. I, I cannot get tired of it. We we it's buy so that on good. every format. We we just bought the four K version of it most recently. Oh, wow. So we could like wow. watch it like that. Um Well
2: it it's um it's it's funny, like I, I just upgraded my phone and my phone screen is better than my TV. So I watched the entire trilogy on my phone. <laughs> I was doing other stuff. Wow. <laughs> but it was still great you know i mean it's still fucking i mean i love it i mean it's one of the best stories ever um, hey, did
1: did you guys talk about no way home on your spider-man episode i can't recall i think, I think we, we talked, did we we touched on it i don't think we actually went in deep on
2: it though
0: yeah is there because anything I you want to say about that it. oh you just watched it okay what did you think yeah. of that
2: i
1: don't have anything to say about that garbage Oh God. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it ruined my childhood I mean I here's like my blanket statement about um, (laughs) about superhero movies like that like the MCU and DC okay the things that people criticize about like one set of movies they forgive in another set of movies oh yeah 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 so I'm sitting there watching it and the whole time I'm like okay it's entertaining I'm laughing I'm watching it but all the criticisms that like a group of people would have for something like say game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. it's all here. They're doing all those bad things that you don't like right here. And this was a wildly successful movie, Right, like not just box office, but people raved about it. I had friends say, dude, have you seen it yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. But I didn't really like the other ones that much. They're not my favorite. So, you know, whatever. I have low expectations. And they're like, this is going to change your mind, dude. This is the one. And then I watch it. I'm like, no, this is just not my thing at all. You know, like here's the thing. Why is every single character, whenever they talk, they're all just joking around. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is like jokey. And then, and then they die and you're supposed to feel sad. And I'm like, don't feel sad. All they ever do is just joke around. (laughs) They never did anything serious ever except die. And like, they're crying and hugging each other and consoling each other. And I'm like, no, wait two seconds. They're all going to start joking around again. This is stupid. And then sure enough, they start joking around again. So <laughs> just thinking I'm not, the, I'm not the demographic for this brand of, of movie, but sure. I mean, that's okay. I still watched it. I mean, I thought, you know, it's entertaining, but right. yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm watching them all. Yeah. I'll watch everything. I'll read anything. It's just afterward. It's like, okay, that wasn't for me. Or that wasn't for me, but I I'm now perplexed as to why so many people liked it. I you see, know? yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because if I if I want to contribute to comics, I don't want to have to do it that way, you know. And yeah. so that's why I'm grateful that comics have like, like this is why I say forget the movies, read the comics because in the comics you can have all of that stuff you like, what what like Martin Scorsese calls carnival rides or whatever or bubblegum right. or whatever he said, but you can have all <laughs> that. And, and you can have this really like deeply artful, serious shit, right? right. That'll blow your mind. So you can have all of that. And I, I try to consume as much of it as I can, but I'm still perplexed as to why people like that. Spider-Man, no way home so much. I just couldn't get it. I was like, ah, I don't think they did that. It was not, uh, into the spider verse level stuff it was not that good right right and okay. i think they were kind of trying to do that same thing wouldn't you agree yeah they oh, were definitely. trying to like yeah. tap into that for sure um yeah, no no mission accomplished mission failure if you ask me so uh, on
0: the other hand you did like the batman right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so
1: i uh, again went into it thinking definitely seen this before they're not going to do anything new right they're not going to do anything You know, it's like, oh, okay, what's this guy's interpretation? Because it seems like every time somebody makes one of these movies, they aren't coming from, you know, with the exception of, like, Del Toro doing Hellboy, they aren't rabid fans of the comics, you know? But then it turns out that they, they were taking it very serious, and it was probably the best interpretation I've seen yet on the screen. It was, I was like, okay, they didn't go into this and go, you know what? I have an idea for Batman that hasn't been done. I don't think they really did that. I think they used a lot of, a lot of the best parts of Batman from the comics. Like there was a lot of long Halloween storyline in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was sensational and, and it was thrilling. And the way Batman was just kind of always out in the public eye. I love that. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, um, mysterious and hidden. But he could be anywhere. No, I just, I thought they really, and I only saw it once because I, I went to the theater. It hits HBO Max Monday. Monday, yes. Monday By yeah. the time
0: this comes out, we'll have watched it a million times.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like my wife is really hyped to see it now. I went by myself to the theater and the first time in the theater, there was like a meme I saw right beforehand. I was like, oh shit, that's me. It was um like the movie <laughs> ticket guy And he says, oh, I remember you when you came to see the Joker in 2019 by yourself, right? (laughs) Like, now I'm back to see the Batman by myself. But so I sit in the theater, and I got a seat all the way in the back row corner. And I was like, I don't want to be by anybody, because I'm not used to this. And sure enough, the whole back row filled up first. And everyone was, like, eating. Yeah, (laughs) And I tweeted out oh, you just couldn't wait to get back to the movie theater for the food, right? (laughs) And people are, like, licking their fingers and chowing down. So I went and stood by the the door until the movie started and then went and sat, like, in the middle, like, next to where, um, like, a handicap accessible seat would be. Okay. Like, I sat in kind of that row. So not down front, but close enough, and I was totally alone. And I enjoyed, so I could like enjoy the movie in yes, peace without yes. like lip smacking and finger well, licking, which yeah. is disgusting. But
2: Yeah. Great movie. I, when I when I went and saw it, it was a few weeks after it had started. So um, I went on a Monday morning and there was like maybe four other people in the
1: theater. So that was actually oh, really good call. nice. Yeah. It was great. I couldn't find fault with it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. we we went to go see it a second time because our first experience was uh, was like that. It was all the people eating and talking and on their phones, and it's a very it's such a quiet movie that that will like it's like almost amplified if people are eating loud and talking and on their phones. And we were just sitting next to like some really obnoxious people. But when we went back the second time, it was like Aubrey's experience where there was nobody there, so we actually got to enjoy it. Now, did you buy yeah. a did you buy
1: a plastic Batman head popcorn bucket <laughs> that, when you were there, Matt? I I don't even know if they had that. I skipped the concessions entirely. I usually go in there with some like sugar free mints because it was a long movie, and I went to like an eight thirty showing. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep in these recliner chairs. T- it's like the Easy Boy or yeah, the Lazy Boy chairs. Yeah, And I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep. So I usually take like some really powerful breath mints, which keep me awake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you pop an Altoid, and you're like, I'm up. Yeah.
0: So yeah. that's
1: like a that's like a driving cross country trick that I do. But um, <laughs> now now I just get a hotel and sleep like a normal person. Right. But back in the day. Yeah. But anyway, so um so no, I did not get that, but after you mentioned it, I had to look it up. And I saw you put pictures on Instagram or no, something. No, would you have it bought wild.
0: it if they had it there? If you had
1: seen it? Oh no, because it would just be another thing to pack and I cannot <laughs> deal. I can't we moved half our stuff down there in February. Right. So Man. then then we then we got the house ready to show and and yeah, that whole experience is just surreal. It's I oh, I, I keep telling people, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, because <laughs> I do not like I did well, but I do not understand how it works. I don't know how they come up with, quote unquote, value of these homes. And right. I think everything should be affordable and accessible. And it's all kind of a, it feels very scammy. Mm, so mm. it was weird to be a part of it. And now we're out right right i'm not going back
2: i have to say like during the pandemic i kind of got um spoiled by actually being able to watch like major blockbusters at home and so yeah uh, don't get me wrong i love going to the theater and i always go to the theater but there's just something nice about being able to watch a brand new movie at your sitting in your living room watching on your own tv at your own leisure be able to do what you want
1: you know right yeah they said There was some criticism that they were like, oh, HBO just killed movie theaters. And I was like, no, that's silly. People still go on dates and people still go out at night, you know, and on the weekend. And even like the pandemic's technically not over and they're doing it, you know, so it hasn't killed anything. But like, I really like being able to get off work and then say, oh, Dune is on HBO right now. I can yeah. just watch Dune if I want. Fuck, and then guess yeah. what? I can watch it three more times tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Or like what they did with Zack Snyder's Justice League. I know yeah. that wasn't in the theater, but like...
0: It was, I, I think, see... limited or whatever. I think there were limited uh, showings
1: anyway. But I can't see people making a whole full-blown four-hour movie or whatever it was Yeah, just, <laughs> just to satisfy fans right and they did it and it was available like right there in my house so i didn't have to go anywhere so i really appreciate that i love that and i you know i'm my wife always got sore at me for being like how come you never want to go out and i'm like you know it's just not all it's cracked up to be There's a (laughs) lot of people getting drunk there's a lot of people getting in fights after they get drunk yeah yeah it's expensive and then here we are in 2022 my wife's like well, you had it all figured out back in the day because, like, going out is definitely not all it's cracked up to be. Right. And yeah. having that time off, yes, it's good to get out and be around people again, but at the same time, you're like, no, it's it, you can overdo it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, being at home is not isolation, or doesn't have to be isolation. Sure. You can do it a certain way that it works.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, Kathy, she doesn't like to really go out. Just She didn't, like, really care to go to the movie theater. She, uh, she prefers watching it
1: at home and, like...
2: After seeing all these like hit blockbusters like day one at my house, I'm like, I kind of like this, you know? <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I still enjoy like certain things on the big screen. But like, I guess like, even before the pandemic happened, I was only seeing like certain movies on the big screen these days, like um, all the big uh, Marvel and DC films, and you know, just like big action blockbusters. Because like the more quieter films uh or the more like drama type films i'd rather watch at home because like you know there's just not people around
1: yeah yeah i saw i saw like i think in this order glass once upon a time in hollywood and joker and those were the last three movies i saw until the batman like in the theater oh wow oh wow so like i was like well those are definitely three movies you want to see in the theater those are really fun on the big screen and then the batman And, I man, I hope I get a chance to see Dune on the big screen one day. That's one that we had to do. We
0: had to do that one. And, like, we went to the IMAX showing on the last day. Like, on the second to the last day. So, there weren't a lot of people there. There were still some people there, but there weren't a lot of people there. And we had already seen it also a couple times because it was on HBO Max. But we had to, like, actually, yeah, go to the theater for that one because that was, like,
2: ah, it was really good. Yeah. They did it. They did it great. They did they, a great job. I hope that they re-re- they do like a limited edition run right before the next one. Comes they will.
0: Out. Yeah, so they'll awesome.
2: definitely
1: do I, that. What, am I an idiot? I didn't know it was part one. I got, uh, there was like a certain point in the movie where I was like, wait a second, there's not enough time left to do the whole first book. And then sure enough, at the end, they said part one. I was like, I, I don't think I knew that.
2: I knew going in because I've been following it ever since like, Uh, since it happened and guinea News always said that he saw it as a two as two films Uh,
0: okay well that's cool but but i also think it was a little bit ambitious because the second one had not even been greenlit and they put part one at the end of the movie so like yeah but yeah i think it was always his it was always his vision but they had not officially announced that there was going to be a second one until after it came out
1: I just saw Josh Brolin. Well, now that it's won all these Academy Awards, it's yeah. going to be fine. But I just saw Josh Brolin on Hot Ones. Do you watch that? <laughs> oh, hot yeah, Wing show? yeah, I love that. Just for the record, I would rule on that show. I think okay? I would do pretty good, too.
0: <laughs> I think that I would do pretty good, too, because
2: I eat really uh, hot wings, yeah. I, as the older I get, the less the less I
1: like it, so I feel like I would just
2: wimp out quickly.
1: <laughs> well, I, I was microdosing their Apollo Last Dab hot sauce for, like, four months. Oh, it was in, wow. So I would do a last dab in every dish and everything that I ate, not, like, on fruit or anything, but, like, <laughs> cooked food. And then I did that from, like, I think it was November through... Oh <laughs> Up until March. And then I was like, okay, hold on. Then It's starting to hurt. Like just in the middle of the day, I would get heartburn. I was yeah. like, I better back off a little bit. Yeah. But um, I would last stab every wing because I don't think anyone's ever done that. So I would get the Apollo and just last stab every wing and slay <laughs> on that. Nice. But anyway, uh, Josh Brolin was just the most recent guest on there. And he said he just started filming for Dune or just realized a week ago, dune starts filming soon wow i don't know when they recorded that but that makes me feel like the movie has isn't even like in production
2: i know they announced the they got greenlit um like soon after premiere yeah i think a couple like a the next
0: week or something like that yeah
1: i can't wait that's going to be great yeah that is great that's one of
0: the books that i picked up also at that barnes and nobles i don't have a copy of dune so i picked up like a nice hardcover
2: copy of. oh i have a I have my same cover, my same copy that I've had since the eighties and I've read it so many times.
1: <laughs> I told, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I was like, uh, I said to my wife, I was like, Carrie, do you want to know where this character ends up eventually? Like what, what the character storyline leads to? And she was like, okay. And I said, cause I'm pretty sure they're not going to make that movie. Oh, and God, I'm still, and so I, you know what I'm talking about, Aubrey, the fourth book. So yeah. I told her, and she was like, "She was like, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and she goes, "Oh, I would love to see that." And I was like, "Right, that would be pretty fucking awesome." And so I don't, I don't think they're gonna do that, but that would be pretty
0: yeah.
1: sick. <laughs> at
2: at the most, I think they'll probably just get to like Children of Dune, but I don't, I doubt they'll do God Emperor.
1: So uh, do you know that he wrote, like uh, Frank Herbert, the author of Dune, wrote like the first couple of chapters to Children of Dune and then was like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff I got to write before this. And then he went back and wrote the first two books. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? And so then I was like, I dropped everything when I read that, like article or interview and read the first few chapters of Children of Dune. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of feels like the beginning of an idea. That's interesting, you know, but not really, yeah. but sort of. Wow. There's also my only criticism of the dune novels is this one line of of text where it says they're on dune and he reaches down and picks up a handful of earth and i was like earth huh you mean soil Uh, or uh, sand uh, or dirt right like that's just a huge like it took me out of it and i was like there's no earth what are they talking about unless you read those (laughs) those whacked out uh, prequels by his son and Kevin J. Anderson, those are swashbuckling weird versions of Dune. But in, in uh, Dune I don't read those yet. <laughs> They don't reference Earth. So it was a little weird for them to reach down and pick up a handful of Earth. You right. know? And I was like somebody okay.
0: somebody should yeah. have taught that. Yeah, the editor
2: didn't catch that. Interesting. did you hear that they're gonna do a um, they're doing a, a series on HBO about the sisterhood uh, the Biddy Jesuit oh bring it on oh that's
1: Come
0: awesome on. i didn't know that that's gonna be crazy that's gonna be HBO so cool. HBO
1: max is where it's at man they're doing the batgirl they're doing the gotham city police it's mm. gonna the penguin there's... show yeah penguin there's a green lantern series i can't wait yeah man yeah um speaking of hbo
0: max have you seen our flag means death have you seen that not yet oh. i've not watched it yet I would recommend that. It's that that was some good stuff. Yeah, that's some good stuff. If you're on HBO
1: Max, what's the one guy's name who's essentially dressed up like Mad Max? Oh, Taiko Taiko Watiti. Taiko Watiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's basically dressed like Mad Max. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, there's side by side comparisons online. It's kind of funny. So I don't appreciate that guy's humor, which I know is again. Oh, okay. This is this is just me. I know I'm wrong, or I'm I'm the the odd man out the here outlier. i'm the minority in this case yeah but but like i i'm like not funny stop putting yourself in everything right you <laughs> this is the perfect case for people to go well they ruined thor and they ruined the hulk but instead everyone loved it and i was like okay this is beyond me now right i can't get okay. this back anymore <laughs> so every time i see that guy's in something i'm like ah Okay,
0: well then, if it's not your type of okay. humor, then maybe it, you might not like it. But uh well, I, but it I looks really like an like
1: ensemble. It, it looks is, like an ensemble. It is.
0: It is, and uh, and it's got Reese Darby in there, which I love. I think that he's really funny. So, so um, is that
1: yeah. the guy from Flight of the Concords?
2: Yeah. Okay, I love that guy. Yeah, he's really funny. I love that guy. So yeah, he had well, his own show for a while. My girlfriend put on um, Our Flag Means Death a couple of days ago to, to watch while She was like doing some something else and she could not get through the first episode she just turned it off she's like i don't like this at all okay it, hmm.
1: interesting it, kind of, it reminded me of time pirates was that terry gilliam <laughs> oh you mean time bandits time bandits that's it yes that was terry gilliam i mean i haven't seen that since i was a little kid but i was Same. like oh wow is this like a remake or something but i don't know i'll check it out check you know. out the first episode and, and then uh, and then if if you're, it's
0: not jiving with you then you know you won't else. hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh,
2: awesome.
0: Speaking of TV shows, have you guys seen Upload? It's
2: on Amazon Prime. No, I haven't seen that, but I've heard good things about it.
1: I... Tell me what it's about.
2: Okay, it's from Greg Daniels, the guy who created The American Office. It's uh, about um, this guy who's who's about to who's in a car accident. He's about to die, and they upload his brain into a digital huh. heaven kind of thing um and he's oh, trying to i have out, not seen that uh he's trying to figure out like like was he murdered or was he just like in an accident or something like that and then when they oh, uh, um, when they up when they upload your head they they disintegrate your your head when they upload your brain so oh geez there's no coming back <laughs> oh
1: i'll uh, check that out that sounds cool
2: yeah it's uh got two seasons and i think the first season is 11 episodes and the second season is seven episodes and i hope there's a third one to be honest with you it's it's really fun i like it i i've kathy and i were watching it and it's just really enjoyable cool good to know this is kind of uh it's an older movie
0: i guess if we're just talking about stuff that's streaming it's from 2014 um it's on netflix right now i had never seen the imitation game have you guys seen that with benedict cumberbatch oh i have not seen that but that's the one oh, about yeah uh, the uh, cracking the Code Enigma. cracking
1: oh yeah I that was fantastic that. Yeah, that is, great.
2: That, that is really good.
0: Yeah, that that movie is amazing. Um I just saw it recently and I was like thought it was going to be really boring and it was like so engaging. I was like I was doing something else and it was just on and then I was like that's all I was paying attention to. It was so good. I just recently saw that it's streaming on Netflix right now in the US, which is why I mentioned it.
1: I okay. saw that at the same time the series came out called Bletchley Circle. Uh, it was a BBC series. Bletchley was a place Like, do you know how we say Langley for the CIA?
0: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So during the exact same time period as the imitation game, there were these female code crackers in Britain working feverishly to crack, you know, codes for the, for the war, for intelligence. And then right after the war, they sort of get together and start solving their own cases. And this is where I first discovered Olivia Coleman oh okay oh okay so that's worth checking out if you like the imitation game
0: and where where can you watch that what is it called again
1: oh man i don't know where you can watch it it's called bletchley circle
0: okay yeah i found fi- i found it here it looks like you can watch it on youtube and peacock oh, there you go. it's on amazon prime also excellent are you watching moon Knight? i guess if you're not yeah. into the marvel stuff are you are you watching that or are you enjoying that I um, like it.
1: I like it so far. I really, right. I've seen the first three. Have I've only you seen, seen the first episode.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I think that was Latveria in the first episode. I think they're I teasing agree. that. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I think it's really good. I, I admit I haven't read, um, a lot of the most recent comics. My understanding is that they're very well done. And I've seen people at the comic shop, like employees, take them away from kids and be like you can't read this and i was like oh i should probably be reading that yeah i should read those (laughs) comics they took and then they're like come over here to the the kids comics and i'm like right hey what did you just take from him (laughs) but so the series is uh, it's pretty violent i think it's but it they balance it right it's entertaining i like it a lot i think it's good and it it has that okay this one character is just gonna be jokey the whole time and keep telling jokes but it's harmless. I mean, it's it's a good show. Otherwise, I'm watching, you know, of course I watched Book of Boba Fett, which I thought so was good. really cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was good, I I it was good
2: people... too. I know I got a lot of flack, but I,
1: I, I thought it was fun. I mean, this is the thing, is there's the flack crowd. There are people who just that's their whole existence online is to rail against shit that they... They, they might very well like it, but when they go online they have to be jerks about it. It's like their whole job terrible (laughs) i i like how book of boba fett and this is kind of like a disney thing so maybe you could criticize them for this but they're bringing in a lot of the marvel comics characters from when they acquired the star wars license yeah yeah like cad bane right yeah like i have a friend who is a huge clone wars fan and so he's like oh all these guys are from clone wars and that's why they're in this and, oh, isn't that cool? And I was like, okay, I haven't watched Clone Wars that much, so I don't really know that. Or, like, Rebels was the other one, like oh, I Clone was, Wars. I liked Rebels. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, there's some good Vader stuff in there. So then yeah. I started telling him, I was like, okay, well, that Wookiee is from the comics. And he was like, oh. And I was like, here, I'll lend him to you. So that was cool.
2: Nice, yeah. Um, the Star Wars comics were really good. I've been enjoying what I've read on those.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. I, I read most of them when I was doing reviews. So that's how, I, that's how I know about this stuff. I, don't, I admit I don't budget for it. I'm looking forward to Kenobi. I just heard that it's supposed to be fatalistic. Oh, Like the show oh, okay. creator said, it's going to be like a time period that has no hope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds bleak.
0: I, yeah, well, I heard it was going to be dark, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And I was like, and we haven't really seen something like that yet, I guess, of those yeah. Star Wars okay. shows and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, no man. Baby Yodas in this, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm actually really looking forward to Obi-Wan. I actually started re-watching the prequels, and I'm kind of watching some of the uh, Clone Wars stuff as well. Kind of
1: paused to watch Lord of the Rings, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm also watching Severance on apple tv which is ben stiller's show do you know severin no but i've heard, I've heard so it. many I've heard it.
0: everyone's talking about it. i don't have apple tv so um but it's really, I've, uh, I've heard it's really good yeah
1: yeah it's very stylized it's weird i like it. sometimes i like it and sometimes i'm like you don't have to remind us what we all hate about work you know
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like it's kind of hard to make that entertaining if it's not an outright comedy like the office you know and so it and, you know, I was telling Mark this, too, because we started talking about, like, what are you up to? What are you watching? And he recommended Arcane oh, he on recommended Netflix. That, he recommended the, to that to me as well. I haven't got around to watching it. I watched the first episode. It was phenomenal. I love the art. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's based on a video game, but you don't have to know the game to appreciate it. So I'm going to yeah. binge that tonight, probably. Oh, nice. Um, but it's funny because I'm watching, like, Julia, the Julia Childs show which is on HBO which is fantastic oh, it's all okay. about Julia Child I haven't seen right? that Yeah and it prompted my wife and I to go back and watch YouTube episodes of The French Chef like the originals Nice okay. and and the show does a really good job I'll just put it that way I'm going back and forth between that and a show called Tokyo Vice by Michael Mann
2: I've heard about that one I saw a trailer for it yesterday
1: Yeah it's like a it's loosely based on the real life accounts of Jake Adelson or Adelstein, I think his name is. He's an American journalist. Like, this would be his first job as a journalist in Tokyo. And it was the first uh, foreigner hired by the newspaper. And it has wow. to do with, like, the Yakuza and stuff. So it's cool. real like dark and heavy. Right. But, like, if you switch between that and Severance and Julia and Moon Knight, <laughs> you get this nice blend of, like, palate cleanser. Sure, you know? sure, yeah. Very cool. Okay. And I'm going to do Raised by Wolves season two this weekend. Oh, nice. I haven't wa- I've been wanting to watch that. I haven't got around to it yeah, yet. Yeah, so.
0: I've seen the first couple episodes of season... I, I didn't finish season one. I needed, like... That's one that I just kind of... I, I, I was watching it while I was doing something else, and I was like, no, I need to, like, actually sit down and pay attention to this. And then I yeah, just, that like, show, forgot
1: about it. That show is like if they took a 1970s sci-fi paperback cover... And made a show out of it. Right, yeah. Oh, nice. Like, if they took all the weirdest shit about sci-fi and made it work as a show, you're like, okay. You know, because I wouldn't buy the book based on a weird cover. Yeah. But, like, when you turn it into a show and it's by Ridley Scott, it all works. It's very good.
0: Awesome. I need to catch up on that. Awesome. You know, speaking of Mark Tweedale, Mark recommended to me um, this uh, graphic novel... Um, it's called Salt Magic by Hope Larson and Rebecca Mock. And, uh, yeah, this is really good. Salt Magic, really good stuff. It's like um, – I, I hate to compare it to, like, Spirited Away because it's not like that. But it, you get that kind well, of, like – Well, that's
1: okay. Good comparison.
0: You, 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 you kind yeah. of get that feel from it. That's the closest thing to, like – that's also a good one that I just picked up. Another recommendation from
1: Mark also. I Today I referred to him – As the holy Bible of Hellboy, (laughs) and uh, honest to God, I said this, I, I, because I told him I was going to be talking to you guys later, and he was like, "Oh, that sounds cool," and I said, "I got to tell you, Mark, it used to be enough for me to just read Hellboy comics, right, or to just read comics. Of course, growing up, you talk to your friends about it and stuff, yeah. And for a long time, I had behind-the-scenes access to the creators or I was heavy into the letter column and all that. Right. But this is our fault. Okay. This is our <laughs> doing. You cannot, you cannot just have the comics now. Right. You need to immediately tune into the book club. Uh you need yes. to immediately. <laughs> you have to hear discussion. You have to hear the theories. You have to hear what Turnbull, yeah. Salinas, Tweedale. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like these pillars in the community that it's like, well, I want to know what this guy thinks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I bet Ryan Newell's buying this page. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you can't have... And I don't know if the Hellboy creative people know this. I mean, it seems like Rob Williams picked up on it. But as, like, a rabid fan for all the Hellboy stuff, it can't exist for me without the community. Yeah. The the readership. And so that is... I think that's worth noting again and again. Because that is a big deal. And that gives everyone, like, a nice, comfortable nest to get into... 'Cause if you dive into Hellboy now, good luck. Like right. I know you're gonna stick with it, but it isn't always gonna be easy. Like yeah. you're gonna have to piece stuff together. So if you can just turn to the podcast, I mean come on. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like it's I mean, it's all gonna it, it'll make sense. It yeah. just will. Thank you for saying that.
0: I, I really appreciate that. And I and I think it was so cool, like that's what I was thinking of earlier when you were saying that you talked to Mark Tweedo I was like, all these like connections in the community that have branched out from um doing this show and kind of opening up oh, yeah. the dialogue a little bit more has been
1: like you so awesome together uh, I, that's right I would yes, rather, that's right i would rather read a new hellboy book and talk to mark 30 minutes later than mike minola right i don't care what he <laughs> i don't care what he had in mind at all i wouldn't hear what mark thinks yeah yeah that to me is far more exciting so like I, I got done reading it i was on twitter and then within 30, 40 minutes for talking about it. And it was like 1 a.m. where he was, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I was amazing. like, dude, I, 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 I was like, I actually got to start moving. I got to pack some stuff and move. He goes, yeah, I should go to bed. It's like 1 a.m. But I was like, this is killer. Yeah, Like being able to talk to this specific guy, like, okay, you can read his reviews and get endless amounts of pleasure from that. And like his hell notes were fantastic. But to talk to him directly, Like, I'm not going to ruin it, but I said something, and he went, oh, I hadn't thought of it like that. And I was like, well, that made my day. Right. right?" (laughs) Um, I just got Mark Tweedale to admit he hadn't thought of it like
2: that? you got to be kidding me.
0: That is so cool. You know, um... Speaking of that, with the Hellboy Book Club, you know, we, we are going to start picking that up a little bit more. What I want to do eventually is I want to get to like an every other week. So we'll be doing like every oh, other cool. week, we'll be doing the other show. One thing that I have been wanting to do is, uh, and I've been saving, you know, potentially for you, Matt, is to come back and talk about that Acheron one shot. Um, oh, that yeah. would be really cool. That, so,
1: dude, that was awesome. Because well, But like you texted me. And said have you read it yet and I think I was like no I'm gonna go buy it after work or something yeah right? yeah and then I read it and I was like now I know why he was asking me yeah, that yeah, yeah and then and then the first the very next thing I did was because I think you were at band practice yeah yeah and I, I said well I'm gonna go back and listen to our episode now <laughs> yes and I was like I was like oh my god it was that's what i'm saying it's like these things go hand in hand now
0: it was so funny because i was at band practice and we were taking a break and i was messaging you aubrey Wes matice and mark (laughs) Tweedo. we were all i was talking i was having four different conversations with all of you about this issue it was really
1: it was really awesome it was really exciting yeah after after you read sort of number four the last issue shoot me a text and ask me what it was that i said that made mark go oh i hadn't thought of that oh okay awesome
0: awesome i would definitely do that i would definitely do that and we'll be talking about sort of hyperbra number four soon over on the hellboy book club awesome well matt that was epic that was an amazing discussion and i feel like we could just keep yeah. going and going uh for the rest of the night and I know, like, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot to talk about this. But anyway, <laughs> w- one thing that came up early in the discussion and uh, is definitely worth checking out as far as recommendations go is uh, the book that you did with Ross Radke, Malagro. We haven't oh, really yeah, talked yeah. about that as much, but that was an amazing book. And I was like, I was blown away by that and i and as far oh, cool. as the story goes you know yeah, i don't I, don't I don't want to like spoil the story but i did not see it going that way at all i was totally right. surprised even though like i had seen a lot of the concept art and you know with the kickstarter there was a lot of promotional art and pages coming out but i had no idea how this thing li- yeah. like it took such a turn And um, it was really amazing. It was incredible, and so I highly recommend that you know I'll put links in our uh, show notes. There's also links in our link tree to check out this book, you know, and and we talk about all these like big name recommendations from the big comic companies. But it's also important to support your local artists. You know, it's it's important to support independent books, and so I think it's really important that people go out and they buy this book and they support. The awesome work that you and Ross and Guillermo Zagara did because I think it's it was monumental and uh, I can't say enough about that
2: book. It's really great. Oh, that's uh, so
1: cool. Thank you.
2: Yeah, when I uh, when I got my copy, I was just like, I knew I had something to do. I was like, I got to go, I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I was like, I'm just going to read like the first page or so. And then the next thing I know, I was done with it. it was, yeah, oh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, uh, I loved it so much. <laughs>
0: I think I told the yeah. story
2: on the show, but I read
0: it standing up in my kitchen because I just opened it and <laughs> just started looking at it, and then I just couldn't stop and then so I was like standing in my kitchen for like twenty or thirty minutes, just standing there reading it when I read yeah, the entire done. thing like that because it was so engaging and it and it just flew through it, yeah,
1: I think I might have told you like it takes a definite left turn like halfway through like the story it's a, it's a real grind house yeah. like. Yeah, you can you can almost do anything when you apply that label to something. So the ideas that Guillermo came up with and he came up with those a long time ago, but just fleshed them out in the last couple of years making the book. And when he came up with that, he goes, I don't know, dude, I think it's a little too far off the (laughs) the path. And I was like, then we're definitely doing it. That's what we want. I'm not putting books out that people know what to expect. So along those same lines, I may have brought this up. We were proofreading. He and I were proofreading the final draft one night at my house, and Ross did this little artistic thing at the end. I don't know if you noticed this, but like the blue gem on his mask is gone at the end. Right. Right. Okay. And that little thing, we I said, oh, I wonder if that was an error or if he meant to do that. And so I texted Ross. He meant to do that, and I was like, he goes, why do you want to put it back? And I was like. No, because Guillermo and I just came up with the outline for the entire second volume based on that one little thing, because we had all these scattered ideas and didn't know how to tie them together. And that one little thing he did, that one little artistic decision that he took the liberty of doing, which as creative director, that's what you do. You hire people who know what the fuck they're doing and you let them rip. And if they want to do something like that, let them because that that's creative freedom, right? Uh... That's our artistic expression within, quote-unquote, my comic, right? So yeah. so I love it. So we, we outlined the whole thing, and it's, if if you didn't know what to expect from the first volume, you definitely aren't going to know what to expect from the second volume. <laughs> and in fact, I was talking to a very good friend of mine about it, and I just started, like, accidentally letting plot details out. And he said, whoa, 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 I need spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, my fault, I'm ruining it for you. And he goes, but I got to tell you, I did not see any of that coming. Wow. So like what we have planned for volume two, which we'll do eventually, is um, going to be pretty exciting. But for the first volume, it's really hard to come by already, which I think it's kind of punk rock to let things go out of print. right? Yeah, it is. Because it's like yeah. you should have got on it. So you can get it at Time Warp Comics in Boulder. You can get it at Newcastle Comics in Longmont. And there's like maybe a couple left at rossradkey.com slash shop. Yeah. So I have maybe 30 copies of my own left and that's it. I did a couple of guest spots on um, some YouTube shows, some like mm-hmm. politics shows. And I was like, Hey Ross, you might get some orders this morning. he goes, Oh, I just sold out. Wow. Right. So, Oh, so it, it kind of flew off the shelf, but there's still some physical copies out there. And if you contact me, I can hook you up. And we can work out like a digital thing. But but I was really pleased with how that turned out. When I submitted it to publishers, which we're still doing, I keep saying, while this book was made without compromise, it's the exact book I wanted to make. Yeah, I'd be glad to change anything if you think it would mean getting published. Which is just sort of like a courteous thing you say to editors, right? Sure. Like, right. you know, we're easy to work with, in other words. But right. I make a point of saying... This book came out how I wanted. There's no one part where it was like, "Ah, I wish I had done that different." Like maybe the other guys would say that, but for me, it's like I think you guys did great. It's just what I wanted, so very happy with that book. Awesome for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I can't
0: recommend that enough. And you have an awesome presence on Twitter and online. You do engage a lot with a lot of other news groups and stuff like that. So, um, where can people find you online if they're not following you already?
1: Check me out on Twitter at The Letter Hack. You can also follow on Twitter at Comic Milagro to get any updates about what's going on with Milagro in the future. That's awesome. And Friends of Shrekbind on Instagram. We've got a couple of comic book projects going right now. I'm very excited. I'm working like all the time on them, but I can't talk about them. So stay tuned for more.
0: Yes. Very cool. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Matt, so much for hanging out with us. And uh, be sure to give him a follow. Buy those comics. Follow those projects. And um, now Aubrey's going to say all the things.
2: All right, everybody, that was fun. We did another nerdy now episode. Matt, I want to thank you for coming on and joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yes. And, uh, and uh, as always, I want to hear everybody's thoughts. You know, what what are you passionate about? What shows, music, uh, comics, anything you're reading? Just let us know. And it's like. A- Hey, you damn guys at BookClubMemberComics at gmail.com. Follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at BookClubMemberComics and on Twitter at BookClubMembers. As always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gardahan for the theme
1: music. Thank you, Thank you.
2: Our opening theme is from Only Beast. I want to thank you, John, for all your editing skills. And I want to thank Matt. Uh, thank you again for coming on. And I want to wish Danielle a speedy recovery. I hope she gets feeling better yes, soon. Yes, yes. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And whenever you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. You know, because every little bit helps. And then while you're at it, also recommend it to a friend if you think that they're enjoy it. Uh, if you're enjoying this, you know, let them know. Next week, we're going to be doing Baltimore. Dr. Lescavar's Remedy and The Inquisitor with Wes Matice. So you guys know what to do. Pull out those use, pull out those trades, pull out those Omnis, Digitals, the Hoopla app, any other apps you can get, and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks
0: for listening everybody. I'm John Salinas.
2: I'm Ash Shrek And I'm Aubrey Loveless saying, Buckleberry Fairy, follow me. <laughs> 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 Pippin! <laughs> <Barely>. <laughs>